0: The entanglements between welfare, crime and society also blur the relationship between private and public forms of security.
1: The other thing we have as well, we have a, a police officer on site. This is his beat. it he doesn't go anywhere else. Um, and we also have two PCSOs in addition to the police officer. So I think that balance of the soft uniform presence and also the uniform presence, because a shopper will see a police officer probably more in the White Rose Shopping Centre than they do down their own streets. And so that gives the perception of of safety, it gives a perception of security.
0: Young people are often viewed as potentially troublesome or disorderly, even potential threats. By contrast, children are perceived as particularly vulnerable in society. And the presence of police is felt to provide significant reassurance to parents using the centre.
1: What I think is important for kind of kiddies as well, is that a mum can say, look, that's a police officer. If you're ever in trouble, then if you see someone who's dressed like that, you can approach them and they will help you. And the police officer will, will speak to people as well. So we find that it, it gives a real perception. That service gives a real perception of safety and security, but without being overt.
0: The formal arrangements which are so carefully choreographed through the shopping centre exist alongside more informal ways in which people look out for each other. And it is sometimes argued that they have come to replace them. How do you think the ways in which people sort of watch over and watch out for people has changed?
2: Um, I know before when I was younger, when I used to go shopping with my parents, it was never an issue if I wasn't holding their hands or if I wasn't strapped into my pushchair. It was almost like there's always a community spirit and there's always somebody else looking out for you as well. But now I think you really, really have to look after your own child. And having a surveillance there is almost just like a backup, backup mechanism and it just gives you that extra safety net. And I think because of the media and just generally the way things have happened um, in the public has made surveillance change a great deal. I think it's for the betterment really more than anything else. People don't look out for each other as much as they should do. I mean, if we did, then there wouldn't be a need for alt cameras and everything. And it'd be a lot better, and everyone would be yeah, probably get on a lot better anyway. I mean, there's even cameras on buses now, and it's ridiculous. It's just, you can't even sit on a bus without being watched. A common mistake is to think that surveillance is all about technology. It's not all about technology. Technology doesn't stand alone. Technology is a product, and it's a product of a production process where something was designed and conceived and funded and resourced and based on a need or a demand. It is clearly part of a long social process. It just so happens that with the introduction of electronics and, and computer systems and databases, we've got very, very good at it and we've got very, very efficient at it. And now it's having unintended, unintended and intended consequences um, that really need to be thought through um, from a social point of view.
0: Modern technology has made it easier to take some forms of surveillance for granted. It's easy to miss or forget about the cameras and the information gathering that takes place through shopping, whether on the high street, on the internet, or in a shopping center. Information gathering of all sorts has become easier and more pervasive. Thinking about the shopping centre more broadly, I mean, there are other ways in which you're being, I think, looked out for, but also watched over in in this space.
2: Well, I think everywhere they say that Big Brother's watching you, don't they? So there's there's always somebody trying to get information from whatever you do. You use your card and somebody knows that you've used it and where you've used it. You have a mobile phone and people know where you are because they've got the signal from it. So I think it's just something that's happening all over the place now and you just accept it
3: we've been fortunate in that to the extent we've never perhaps lived in in times when the state has misused information massively against its population now I'm not proposing that that's going to be the case here but clearly as we get more and more information held about us, even though it's ostensibly for goods purposes, to transform public services, to try and perhaps look for vulnerable members of society who um, uh, may be subject to criminal activity or whatever, or to catch perpetrators of crimes. Equally, the argument can go that we start to interfere with the lives of honest and law-abiding people, and we need to decide where the right balance is struck.
0: The way in which the centre's boundaries are managed and a form of community created, highlights some of the tensions between the search for security and the delivery of fairness to all. The way in which forms of surveillance are used to provide support for people, whether through the operation of a loyalty card, the provision of educational support, the opportunity of mall walking, or even the organisation of a community tea dance, highlights some of the ambiguities that are associated with it. In some respects, the shopping centre provides a way of thinking about wider sets of social changes because of the way in which it offers opportunities to those who are prepared to take advantage of them. But those opportunities also highlight the extent to which people are increasingly expected to take responsibility for their own welfare as well as that of their families and communities.